0: Welcome to the Empowered Podcast with Deanna Merlino, a personal development show where I will be sharing with you just how to transform yourself into the best version of you, both inside and out. From fitness and nutrition to business and positive mindset work, I'll be showing you exactly how to live your best life. I'll be keeping it as real and raw as it gets. So get ready to peel back the layers and really transform yourself under the surface because nothing is better than finding your purpose and living this life as your true, authentic self. Go grab my day by design editable worksheet so that you guys have something to follow along and hit all of your daily goals. Stay on track, push yourself to be even more successful and easily get everything put together in one place. Go download it by joining my monthly newsletter for free at www.deannamorlinofit.com. Welcome back, everybody. Oh my gosh, can you believe it? We are in the last week of the challenge. Guys, you pretty much did it. We're here. We literally have one last full week. I am so incredibly proud of you. Time has flown by. Where has it gone? I hope that it has been as amazing for you as it has been for me. I'm just so excited that we are about to wrap this up because I know all the changes that have to have taken place for you guys. Last week, we talked about how to conquer a day in a successful way, what successful people are doing to have a great day personally and moving forward. Today, we're going to do something a little different. So I read this book called 12 Pillars, and I absolutely loved everything that it stood for. So what I'm going to do is going to break up the 12 lessons in this book. We're going to go one through six today. And then next Monday, we'll go over the last six. And that will completely wrap up this challenge. Like what? I seriously can't believe it. So I do want to say that As we go through these lessons, you're going to realize that a lot of what I've been saying, you're going to be hearing it again, but this book is going to give it a little bit different perspective. And honestly, I think that sometimes we're all looking for this secret sauce to success, But truly, it's the same core staples that I've already spoken about and that this book is going to show you all over again. We're just going to look at it in a little bit of a different light. So I do want to give the disclaimer that every single thing that I'm saying, I am pulling from this book and then I'm just adding in my own verbiage, my own thoughts, opinions on top of it. Uh, This book was actually written by Jim Rohn and Chris Widener. It's an incredible book. So as I jump in, let me just give you a little bit of background. So there is this gentleman named Michael who is just miserable, dragging his feet through life. Woe is me. Everything goes wrong. And he's on his way to work and his car breaks down. And he's like, okay, I'm going to get out. I'm going to walk down the road and see if I can find someone. And as he's walking down the road, he sees this incredible, just beautiful massive, monstrous house. And it's one of those plantation-style homes, a giant white home. It has these 12 incredible pillars. And he says the home has to be well over 10,000 square feet. So he happens to see someone working out in the yard. He weighs them down. He says, hey, my car broke down. Can you give me some help? So this gentleman's name is Charlie, and he is the yard keeper, um, just all the things. He does all the things for this family, um, for Mr. Davis, who is this incredibly unbelievably um, successful guy who owns a home, obviously. And what he actually did was he says there's 12 pillars to success. And he built one pillar per bit of success to his home. So that's where the 12 comes from. And as Charles is helping Michael, they just strike up a conversation And he's like, you know, how can someone be this successful? He's just mind blown because, again, he's living this miserable life. And, you know, Charles says, I would love to tell you the things that Mr. Davis has shared with me along the way. So they end up striking up a friendship and Michael comes back as often as he can to learn the things. So we're going to jump in. And the first pillar shocker is going to be personal development. So as he's talking about, how hard of a worker he is, um, Michael, and he's saying, you know, I work all the late nights and all the extra hours that he puts in. Charles tells him that this is actually probably his problem. The first pillar of success is to work harder on yourself than you do on your job. Success comes when you develop yourself beyond where you currently are. So you have to work harder on yourself, improving yourself than you do on your job. So t- society tells us that if you work hard, eventually you're going to get ahead. But here's the thing. Yes, it's going to get you a job in the company and the salary that goes with that position that you deserve because of the level of skill that you have. That That's how you got it. And you can work as hard as you want for as long of hours as you want. But as long as you stay at the same skill level, you will never go beyond that level of pay and promotion. To get ahead, you have to start working on yourself. So Michael's in a sales position. So we'll use that as an example. say you're in sales as well. So you make a certain amount of money based on how good of a salesman you are. You can work harder and harder, but you will only make so much because you are only that good. The key is to become a better salesman. The way to do that is to not put in five more hours of work on your job. It is to start putting in those five hours of work into yourself. So how do you do that? You might be asking. You want to read books? Attend seminars, even if you have to invest in them to do so. Study the best salespeople and then apply that information. Implement what you learn. That's so important. (laughs) Work on integrating the, the ideas into your everyday work. That way, when you make the same 10 sales calls each day, you get more sales because now you are a better salesman. The goal is to work smarter, not harder. Always invest time and energy and even money into developing yourself. Charlie asked Michael if he's if he's so unhappy with his circumstances, then why hasn't he changed them? And his response is, but I have tried, which that applies to most of us. And I'm not here to suggest that you haven't. Maybe you have, but the idea is that most people quit. Maybe you have even given up on something that you attempted to do briefly in the past. You've worked hard, you found that you're stuck, maybe you've even given up. Well, It's very easy to do that when things end up taking longer than we expected, or you get more no's than you thought. It takes more work than you planned on, or you're making money slower than you wanted. People are judging you harder than you're comfortable with, but do not quit. Or if you did quit, start again. Maybe find something that aligns with you better with where you're at in this place in your life. It is time for you to stretch and grow again. So you say you want change. If you're unhappy, I'm sure you think that you do. But here's the thing. The only way things are going to change for you is when you change. What are you going to change that will in turn change your life? If you keep on living like the way you are now, you will continue to produce the same life that you already have. That is just that's just how it works. So the second pillar is total well-being or what you call three-dimensional health. Typically, when we say health, most people are going to be thinking about physical well-being, but it goes much deeper than that. A person is made up of three parts, the body, the soul, and the spirit. There's three dimensions, which makes sense. We are 3D beings living in a 3D world. So we have our physical bodies, which is obvious, but we also have our soul, which is our mind, our emotions, our will. And then we have our spirit, This is the part of us that transcends this world. It is the part of us that is designed to be eternal. Most people pick one of those things and then they work exclusively on that area. We need to work on each area because they are all interdependent. You have some people who work on their physical health. We all need to work on that because so many people neglect that area and our health relies on that. There's also those who take care of their physical health, but they neglect the other two areas their soul and their mind. There's other people who are all about those things and completely forget about their spirit. And there are people that are so spiritual that they're literally no good to this earth and this planet that we're living on right now. So this three-dimensional health is like a three-layered onion. You have to peel each layer back until you get to the core. The spiritual is at the core and it is the most important. Then the second layer is the soul and the outer layer is the physical body. Each part rests on the one below it and it is only as strong as the layer below. So you might be asking, well, where do I start? This all sounds kind of confusing. So start by going back to your roots. Did you grow up with any sort of spiritual influence? I cannot tell you what to do here. This is for you to find out, for you to explore, for you to do what feels right. Maybe you went to church as a child or at some point in your life, and if that felt right, do that. Start there. Whatever it is for you, turn to God, source, universe, creator, whatever fits for you. Start there and then read good material, research, whatever it is on those things that will help you reflect on your spiritual life. And as far as the physical, even if it is just a half hour a day, you have to move. If you haven't been doing this challenge, then I highly recommend starting a workout regimen. If you have been doing the challenge, well, good for you. You've already got this part down pat. And a great, you know, just piece of advice that you could do even when this challenge is over is go to the gym, pop on, or if you're working out from home, that's fine too, but pop on an episode of this podcast and catch up. Or if you are looking for something else to do, there's also another really amazing podcast on this network called Mindset Mile with Asia Zaza. She has this really awesome thing where she will do a quick podcast that you can walk to while you're listening to it. That's another great thing is go on a walk with your significant other or your dogs or your child once a day, if possible. I live where it's literally like just snowing half the time at this point. I live in the Arctic, you might as well say. So if you can go outside, do it. If not, literally just walk around your house. But whatever you're doing, move your body. We need to take good care of our bodies because it's the only place that we have to live. The outside of you is a good reflection of what is going on inside of you. If you focus on improving all three of these areas, the body, the soul, and the spirit, you will see that each one will get stronger. And the stronger that they get, the stronger they won't make the others. And it all ties together. Okay. Pillar number three is the gift of relationships. So relationships represent the most beautiful highs of life, as well as some of the most tormented lows of life. We have all been in love and we have all had our heart broken. And it's not just as far as romantic relationships that that can go. All relationships are what you make of them. Your family and your love must be cultivated like a garden. Time, effort, and imagination must be summoned constantly to keep any relationship of any kind flourishing and growing. At this point in the book, Michael is talking about how his relationship used to, his relationships used to be great. Now, him and his wife are strained. They don't see eye to eye on anything. They're always they're always arguing. His kids don't have a relationship with him. And what Charlie says is the weeds have crept in, and Michael's like the weeds. And <laughs> he says, "Yes, like a garden. You see, relationships are the backbone of our existence. We need to cultivate them as best as we can." When you're on your deathbed, you want your family there with you, sending you on your journey, whatever comes next. That is the sign of an excellent life. You can gain every possession in this world. But if you lose your friendships, your relationships, your loved ones, what good has your life even been? You must tend to your relationships just like a garden. But beautiful gardens do not just show up that way. It could be a beautiful thing or a collection of weeds, or it can be completely barren if you're just starting that relationship. Left to itself, everything will eventually turn to weeds. But with some care and work and a little imagination thrown in, it can become something beautiful. The first question that you have to ask yourself is, do you want a beautiful garden? Because it's going to be hard. But life is hard. Success is hard. If you want easy, you can have it, but you won't get much of anything else, especially not anything of value. That which is valuable is hard to get. That is why so few ever go for it. Do you think that tending to these gardens is going to be easy? No, but they sure look great when you get them done and they provide a lot of enjoyment and fulfillment. The awesome thing is that once you get them up and running, then the maintenance is easier to keep them going. These three principles work for any relationship. Work relationships, people at your church, any sort of friend group, anything. All it takes is those three principles, time, effort, and imagination. So let's go a little deeper with time. If you spend more time with, we'll say your significant other or spend time with the kids or with your friends, remember life is all about the relationships and the way to build relationships is by giving them time. You need to spend Time with someone if you want a relationship with them, and that time must be also spent in quality. The more and the better the time, the better the relationship. If you are like most young people today, you are running around like a chicken with its head cut off. That actually literally goes for everyone. But those relationships, they need you there. It is hard with work and other responsibilities, Michael ended up saying. But that is why we say effort is needed. People are hard. You are hard to be around. I am hard to be around. People aren't perfect. That makes it hard to deal with us, with them. But we all need people, especially if you want to be successful. You cannot succeed by yourself. It takes effort to make the time. It takes effort to put up with other people's faults. It just takes effort. And imagination just means that you could have whatever the relationship you want, whatever you imagine it to be, you can make it. Use your imagination. Take your other, your person on a date like you used to. Plan an amazing, beautiful, inspiring vacation with your family. Use the creativity that you use at your job to be successful in your family. Those three things are going to be a ticket to creating the relationships that you need in your life to achieve your success. All right. Pillar number four is to achieve your goals. At this point, Charlie asked Michael, what are your goals for your career? And Charlie says, I'm sorry, Michael says, goals. Well, that may be a problem because I don't have any goals. Charlie tells him that is why you are achieving whatever it is that you are achieving in your life right now. So most important goal here is to write down those goals. Think about it for a second. This is going to do two things. First, in order to write it down, it means you have to have a goal in the first place. So, You have to think about it, which is a great start if that's where as far as you've gotten right now. Secondly, there is power in writing your goals down. It brings them into reality. One of the best things you can do is write down 100 things you want to accomplish before you die. Just the process of deciding what they are is powerful. But when you get them written down, now you are likely to achieve them. Because now your mind is cognitively aware of them and your mind is going to get to work to achieve them. The major reason for setting a goal is for what it makes of you to accomplish it. What it makes of you will always be far greater in value than the goal you achieve. Say, for example, you want to make a million dollars, which is a pretty great goal. I'll take that too. But make a million dollars not for the million dollars. Make it for what you will have become to make that million dollars. The real goal is to let the goal make you a better person. Michael's mentioning how he feels like he's just wasted so much of his time already and wishes he could be where he wants right now. You cannot change your destination overnight, but you can change your direction overnight. Start by changing your direction. You are where you are, but you don't have to stay there. Choose where you want to go and then build out your plan for getting there. Just decide what you want to do and then get started. That is one of the most powerful lessons in life. Pillar number five is the proper use of time. Michael's talking about how he doesn't have time. With work and home, a wife and kids, he has no idea where he would fit goals in. And I'm sure a lot of you feel that way too. But as Mr. Davis has said, we must all suffer from one of two pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The difference is discipline weighs ounces while regret weighs tons. Go back to thinking about your deathbed again. There are certain things that you have yet to do but long to do, that if you don't achieve them during your lifetime, you will have deep regrets. There is only one certainty, and that is that the end of your life will come, and much sooner than you want. So many of us never even let ourselves dream, and those who do, most of them never overcome their fear and actually strive for that dream. And then one day, you're going to wake up on your deathbed, and there is not one single thing you can do about it. Your body will have failed. Your time is done and you will have to suffer from the crushing weight of the pain of regret. Days are expensive. When you spend a day, you have one last day to spend. So make sure you're spending each one of them wisely. How will you know if you're spending your day wisely? Well, every day has many opportunities, but only one best opportunity for you. Your best opportunity are those that are aligned with your overall goals and should be what you spend your time on. Michael says that he is just spending his time getting by, making sure that he gets his bills, gets paid so he can get his bills paid and take care of his family. But that is exactly the time management trap that most people get into. They spend their time on the urgent rather than the important. The urgent is a tyrant of a master that enslaves you if you let it. It is better to be the master of time rather than vice versa. It is important to be the designer of our lives. If you don't design your own life, chances are you will fall into someone else's plan. And guess what they have planned for you? Not much. Either you run the day or the day runs you. Either you control your time or it controls you. Take your pick. And the last pillar that I'm going to discuss today is going to be to surround yourself with the best people. So surround yourself with winners. Successful people who exhibit and live consistent to the values and skills you want to acquire and develop. The people in your life have an amazing power to influence your destiny. They have a deep effect on you. You must constantly ask yourself these questions. Who am I around? What effect are they having on me? What have they got me reading? What have they got me saying? What am I doing? What am I thinking? And most importantly, what do they have me becoming? Then ask yourself this. Am I okay with that? Is this okay? Your friends, your spouse, your coworkers, your family, all of the people we surround ourselves with, it's important to ask how they affect us. You've got to be willing to take an honest look at what kind of influence they currently have on you. In other words, are they helping you grow in the direction you want? What if keeping your associations the same and not making room for expanding any new associations or limiting your current relationships meant the difference in becoming what you want and achieving the life of your dreams for you and your family? When you leave these people, do you feel inspired to be more or do and do more or to pursue your goals with a greater passion or does it leave you feeling negative, drained and uninspired? This principle is very effective at helping people decide about their relationships. Every relationship you have is an association, and each association has either a positive, neutral, or negative effect on you. So a person who wants to achieve success has to constantly make a determination about what kind of relationship it is and how to approach that relationship. It's simple. Do this. Place every person you meet into one of three categories. Disassociation, limited association, and expanded association. Simply ask yourself whether each person is someone you should stop associating with, limit your association, or expand your association. Also, I just realized association is a solid tongue twister. (laughs) It's up to you what you do about your current relationships, but you need to do something about them. Charles gives an analogy about the pool that he's currently cleaning that is so fitting. He says, I'm keeping the pool clean by keeping the pH levels balanced, by adding the right chemicals in, at the right, in the right amounts. If I add too much of one chemical, the water might look good on the surface, but you won't be able to swim because it'll burn your eyes. If I don't add enough of a chemical, then the water starts to produce algae and turns green or worse, brown. Relationships and associations are the same way. Ask yourself what amount of time with each person will challenge you to become the kind of person you want. If the answer is eliminating the time you spend, then you honestly need to consider disassociating yourself with them. There's going to be times in our life when we are faced with difficult decisions, but if we avoid them, it will cost us dearly in the future. If you decide you want to expand your circle, well, to attract attractive people, you must be attractive. To attract powerful people, you must be powerful. To attract committed people, you must be committed. Instead of going to work on them, go to work on yourself because it's then that you can become what you want to attract. This, again, all goes back to personal development. When you begin to hang out around and associate with more successful people, a few things are going to happen. First, you're going to open yourself up to all sorts of new knowledge. Knowledge about how the world works, how business works, how to better your relationships. Second, you open yourself up to vast new networks. Their friends become your friends. Soon your whole business and sphere of influence has changed for the better. And lastly, and most importantly, your attitude changes. And 99% of life is attitude. Everything you have done up until now and everybody you have associated with has added up to your current situation. In other words, maybe if you changed your association, the results in your life and your career would change. Okay. So guys, that was a long one today. School is out. This is why I wanted to break it up into two because it's a lot of really good stuff. But I don't know about you guys, but my brain span and like my attention is does not go that far. So we're done with today. I do want to leave you with your last real challenge. So going back to what we just went over, I want you to sit down, take a good chunk of time and focus and commit to making a 100 life goal list. It is fun to dream and it's motivating to do so as well. Think topics such as family, career, income, travel, future desires, all the things. What fancy car do you want to drive? How much money do you want in your bank account? All those things. The key to the goal list is to have three goal ranges. Think longer term, like 5 to 10, maybe even 20 years out. Midterm, which will be within the next couple of years. And micro goals for the next couple of months. Remember, I like to talk about chunking. I think that this is great to do that same concept. So if you think of the long-term goal as the destination, the mid and the micro goals are the stepping stones to get there. Guys, we are pretty much done with this challenge. You have made so many incredible changes so far. and. Now we, I just look back on what you learned today, do that goalless and get ready to dive into the next six pillars for next week on Monday as we wrap it up. I love you guys. Can't wait to see you next week. Have a fantastic day. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to find out more, you can follow me on Instagram at Empowered with Deanna and my personal page, lolita. You can also visit me on my website, which is DeannaMorlinoFit.com. Make sure that whatever platform you guys are listening on, please rate and subscribe. And this means so much to me. It's going to help get me out there to help so many other people. I'm so grateful that you're here with me on this journey of wellness and self-empowerment. I cannot promise that it will always be easy, but I do know that it will always be worth it. Stick with me and together, let's start living as the version of us that we were meant to be because the world is waiting for your gifts and you deserve to live the life of your wildest dreams and beyond. So friends, let's get empowered.